cast my mind. I cast my mind to Calvary, where Jesus bled and died for me. I see His wounds, His hands, His and worship you this morning. We say have your way in our midst, O God. We pray that none of us will live the same. Speak your word to us. We pray that it will not be of excellency of speech of man's wisdom, but may it be in the demonstration of the Holy Ghost and with power, so that our faith will not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Thank you for your word to us this morning. We pray that we will be more and more like Jesus. We pray that we will be doers of your word and not hearers only, deceiving our own selves. Thank you that our hearts are good soil, so that as your word comes in, your word will bring forth fruit in our hearts and in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We may take our seats in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Happy and great new year for us. Amen. Amen. I was talking to someone, I can't remember who I was talking to. I was saying that as for New Year's, everyone, every year is supposed to be, a, every, if you realize every year there's something nice about, oh, this year will be a good year. But 2023 for CRIC, and not just for CRIC, but for those who are in Christ strong and are trusting Christ, they will receive great blessings. Amen. I really believe that 2023 is a good year. I, I took 2022 and I made certain 
declarations, I confessed them, I believed them, I wrote them down, and they all came to pass. The things I was looking for, hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. And, and, and I believe that I'm going to aim higher. I'm going to aim higher, and I pray that we will aim higher and trust God for what he is going to do in our lives. Amen. So, of course, uh, before I get to my message, we all know uh, uh, um, Daniel 11.32. So let's turn to Daniel 11.32. But before then, we are, we'll be fasting, God willing, shortly. So um, I'm sure very soon the topic will, uh, the information will come. It's very important to fast beginning of the year, to just fast and pray, commit yourself to God, knowing that God is going to keep us. The Bible says, whatever we commit unto the Lord, we should trust also in him, and he will bring it to pass. When we commit our ways unto the Lord, he will establish our ways. Amen. And such as do wickedly against the covenant, shall he corrupt by flatteries. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. And then NASB says what? Shall take action. When you, when, when you are taking action, you are doing exploits. Exploits are actions taken that are great. Amen. By smooth words, he will turn to godlessness those who act wickedly toward the covenant. But the people who know their God will display strength. So you'll be strong, but how would the world know? It's because you are displaying strength. And you will take action. Oh, I thought you put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. And quickly, we talked about the fact that knowing God, what are the ways to know God? We will know God by, number one, Jesus, knowing Jesus. Because Jesus said, he who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you ask me to show us the Father? He was talking to them. He was shocked. No, when you know me, you know the Father. Because I am the exact express image of the Father. Hallelujah. The ex express representation of the Father. And then we said, number two, how do we know God? We would know him through his word. Amen? Yes, we'll know him through his word, the Bible. Because there's only one word of God. There are not multiple words of God, depending on where you are from. One word of God, and that word of God is the Bible. The Bible that the Christians use. The Bible that... Is Old Testament, New Testament. That is the word of God. Hallelujah. The only word of God. Amen. So God would give us more of his word because the more of the word of God we have, the more of Jesus we have. Number three, by loving God. Amen. The Bible says, Jesus said, if you love me, you do what? You keep my word. Yes, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. So we are going to love him by obeying his commandments. We are going to love him with all our heart, all our soul, all our strength, all our mind. We are going to love him with everything we have. Not just 2023 and 2024 when a new thing comes and we forget about these. No, these are going to continue for life and we just add on. We just add on. We just add on. Hallelujah. But at least 2023, we will know him. Now look at... John 10, 27. John 10, 27. When we know him, 2023, this is what will happen to us. King James, very good. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Next verse. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. 
Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. For my father which gave them me is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. I and my father are one. So when we know him, we are established in him. Can I have an amen? amen. And no, nothing can take us out of him. Amen. And then the next is what? By prayer. How to know him? By prayer. So we will know God through prayer. Amen. So we are going to learn how to pray to God. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge. But when you read it in another version, it said, My people are destroyed because they do, they do not know me. So lack of knowledge in me. Hallelujah. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge in me. Because the lack of knowledge is the lack of knowledge of the word of God. But Jesus is the word. So my people are destroyed. Very good. Wow. Let's put our hands together. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you, thou hast rejected knowledge, then it goes on. Okay, now let's look at it. This is King James. Let's look at it in ESV. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Noun NLT. The rest we've talked about in the past, so it's, we don't need to worry about that. My people are being destroyed because they don't know me. So when we know him, there'll be no distraction. Now, lack of knowledge in what? In the word. Lack of knowledge, because when you have the word, I mean, look, for example, the word talks about just about everything. How, how to even be rich. How to be successful. How to know God. How to have a good life. How to, everything. How to even tune your mind. How to think in the right way. Even ants. The Bible even describes that. Look, look at the ants and consider her ways. So you can look at the ant. The ant does not waste. Gathers at the right time and then is able to eat when there is a famine. So the ant knows exactly what to do at the right time. Hallelujah. So what I'm saying is that everything we need is in the Bible. So when we lack knowledge of the Bible, we, lack, we, we are destroyed. Hallelujah. But the nice thing is that knowledge of the word of God is knowledge of God. Because you cannot separate God from his word. That's why the people, you can put your hands together for the Lord. My people are destroyed for not knowing me. And then we read from the, 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 yes, then it goes on. Hallelujah. Then we said that we will be strong. And when you are strong, you do exploits. It is those who know God who are strong. And we are strong in him, strong financially, strong uh, in relationships, strong in, in our knowledge of him, strong in everything. We are strong in everything good. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. When we are strong, those who know their God will be strong. They'll be strong in general. They'll be strong physically, meaning that they'll be healthy. They'll be strong in age. Who glory to God. They'll be strong mentally. They'll be strong financially. They'll be strong, of course, mostly in him. They'll be strong in him. They'll be strong mentally. They'll be strong financially. Hallelujah. That's why Ephesians 6 says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Another way to say it is, uh, finally, my brethren, be strong in the word of God and in the power of his might. Or be strong in your different applications of the word of God. 
because the armor of God is just different applications of the word of God. When you go through the whole armor, it's just different ways to express the word or use the word of God, which we'll talk about in the future. Amen. So today, 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 I want us to talk about seven great principles. Seven great principles. These are great principles for life or of life. Seven great principles. Hallelujah. Seven. A principle is very, very important in life. And principles, we have principles of physics, different principles, hallelujah. And there are seven great principles for life. They are not the only principles, but there are seven great ones. Hallelujah. Now, these are very, very important, and I want to encourage us to open our hearts to what we are about to hear. Number one, how many are ready for it? Number one. The, seven, the first principle is that a man, which also means woman, mankind, man is a spirit, has a soul, and lives in a body. Man is a spirit, has a soul, and lives in a body. So it means that you and I, what I see, what I see is the house, the body. But the one inside is a spirit and has a soul, but is living in a body. So man is a spirit, has a soul, and lives in a body. First principle. The first epistle to the church at Thessalonica, chapter 5, verse 22. First Thessalonians 5, 32. This is second, sorry. Uh, sorry. First Thessalonians 5, 23. Sorry, 23. Yes. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So it's very clear that God is saying that we should be sanctified holy. God should sanctify us holy and is telling us about who we are. That our whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Can I have an amen? amen. So we are three. It's, it's, it's totally different. Many people try to describe the Trinity in different ways, and it can be debunked easily. But there are certain ways that you can describe it, and it will make sense. Because when you are describing the Trinity, you can't use liquid gas, whatever, because one of them disappears. Hallelujah. But it has to be stable, because Jesus doesn't disappear when the Father comes. Father, nothing, nothing like that. They are all co-equal, co-eternal. Hallelujah. How many are getting me so far? But it's very important for us to know that we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. And this verse also proves that. Now, let's also go to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 9. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us. 
and we gave them reverence, shall we not much rather be subject unto the father of spirits and live? The father of spirits. And he is our father. So we are spirit. That's why when we die, the body remains. Because the house remains and the spirit and the soul go up. How many are getting me so far? Let's also look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Let's start from verse 1. Let's use ESV for this, please. For we know that if the tent that is our earthly home is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Now, someone might say, what does all this mean? Let's stay in verse 1. Let's go to Amplified. For we know that if the earthly tent, our physical body, which is our house, is torn down through death, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. So it means that, and it goes on, but, but it means that our house, I mean the spirit and the soul have to, have to be in the house. Even demon spirits, they need a physical body to express themselves. At least in the Bible we saw that. Hallelujah. So, uh, 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 we are a spirit and we have a soul, but we need to live in a body to be able to express ourselves on the earth. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. Because imagine you didn't have the body, I, I mean, you would just be a spirit soul moving around. But we need a body, and the Bible is making it clear that death is when the spirit and the soul separate from the body. That is death. What do you think? I tell you. So it's very, very important. And, and, and many Christians must realize that we are spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. I'm repeating it because it's not automatically obvious. Romans chapter 7, verse 22. Now, the spirit is in the Bible, the spirit especially in the New Testament, is called the cryptos man or the hidden man of the heart. So the spirit man is the real person. The real David Saki is the spirit, his spirit. This is not David Saki because when this thing is dissolved, David Saki will still be alive. So this cannot be David Saki. The Bible says, for I delight in the law of God after the inward man. So the inward man is the real person. The inward man is the spirit man. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. That, that, that is the spirit, the inward man. So you and I must realize that there is something inside. Man is, so, so the body is here. The soul is inside the body and the spirit is the inner part of the person. So meaning that, you, let's use layers just to make it easier. There's a body, there's a soul, and there's the spirit. So the spirit is the, play, the part of us that God communicates with the most. When the devil is trying to attack, he usually works on our minds. So the body sees the earthly desires, the earthly problems. The body is in the world, sees the expressions of the world, lasts, gets uh, rage, 
what again, uh, uh, gluttony, envy, unforgiveness. The, 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 that's what the body is, wants to do. That's why the body will never be saved, but it's our glorified bodies we will need. We, are not get, we have a new spirit. We, we, our soul is being saved. The body will never be saved. That's why it's going down and we'll get a new body. Hallelujah. So when the, the soul is the closest to the body and it's more influenced by the world, that's what Romans 12 one says, and be renewed and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then James 1 says that our soul is being saved. Our spirits are saved already. So, but the spirit is inside, and if the spirit is not strong enough, then the spirit will not be able to master over the soul, and you will be doing what the body wants you to do. The body is here, the spirit is here. The spirit is after God for a born-again Christian. The body wants the world. The soul is in the middle. So it depends on who is stronger. The stronger one takes control of the soul, and it decides what to do. You can put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible says that the spirit and the, the, the carnal mind and the spirit are in conflict with one another. Hallelujah. Which I'm sure we'll go into as we continue. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 3 verse 16. Because many people don't know who they are. How many have heard a term expression? I've heard it a number of times in church. I want to find myself. Oh, Phoebe, you first heard that. I've heard it many times, yes, yes, and, and many times it is people who want to go into sin and just jump into the world and go into sin, at least that's the expression I have, I mean, so there, I remember there was one of these ladies who said, I want to find myself, so I want to leave, yeah, well, I was, uh, it was a branch of a place, church I was overseeing, and the, one of the ladies in the other branch said, I want to find myself, I want to leave and just go into the world. I have a new boyfriend, I just want to go in, I want to party, I want to club, I want to find myself. And then the pastor was having difficulties. When I went and I talked talk to her, I said, look, this is a mistake. You can still be in church. Just be in church and trust God and see what God will do. No, I want to find myself. So I said, okay, know that we love you here. After all the convincing, know that we love you here. If you want to find yourself, just whatever you do, I'm not going to tell you to do, but we are here. When you come back, we'll be waiting for you with love. We'll hug you and we'll come and we'll flow after you found yourself. <laughs> but after I told her that, because she knew that I wasn't trying to pressurize her, oh, no, you have to stay, you have to stay. The next day she called and said, I'm not finding myself. Myself is in church. <laughs> Hallelujah. But there are other people also who have gone into the world to find themselves, in quotes, and come back. But when you think about it, what is find myself? What is self? Self is the spirit. So I want to find myself means I want to find my inner man. When you say find myself, so we have to use a different expression for I want to find myself. Say maybe I want to explore life in, on earth. That's better than I want to find myself. Because find myself is find the cryptos man. Find the hidden man of the heart. Find the spirit man which after God. Is created in righteousness and true holiness. That is the finding of the self. I thought you put your hands together for Jesus. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 3 verse 16 says, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Look at 1 Peter 3, 4. First Peter 3, 4. 
but let it be the hidden man. The what? Hidden man of the heart. So the spirit is usually called the heart. So when you see in the New Testament, the God is talking about, oh, the heart of man. Many times it is the hidden man of the heart. And the hidden man, you can't see the hidden man. The spirit is the hidden man. So it's important for us to know that we are a spirit. Many Christians are not conscious of the reality that they are spirits, soul and body. Many Christians particularly just, I mean, they wake up in the morning and they forget that, yes, I'm feeding this body. I eat, I wake up in the morning, brush my teeth, bath, whatever, then I eat to look after the body. And then many Christians also take books to try to develop the soul. But they forget about themselves. Because it's similar to someone living in a house. You are living in a house, but the house, the outside is decorated. The house is in good shape, but inside are cobwebs, are, is, I mean, darkness. What is the point? What really matters is what is inside the house. That is what matters. Hallelujah. So, ladies and gentlemen, know that we are a spirit. We have a soul and we live in a body. Now, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. The only thing that can separate the spirit and the soul, it's so connected, is the word of God. Imagine, and God breathed into Adam's nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living soul. In Ecclesiastes, the Bible says that when we die and the silver cord is broken, the silver cord is broken, then we will return to the one who gave us, uh, uh, who, uh, uh, our spirit will return to the one who gave it. You can put your hands together for the Lord. The silver cord, we'll talk about that another time, what the silver cord is. What do you think? The word of God is quick and powerful, Hebrews 4.12, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of what? Soul and spirit, and of the joints and the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Look at it in NLT. You and I are spirits. The word of God is full of living power. It is sharper than the sharpest knife, cutting deep into our innermost thoughts and desires. It exposes us for what we really are. Hallelujah. When you are trying to make it simpler to understand, you can't pack sometimes everything in it. Let's use ESV. I don't know that I'm preaching to somebody. ESV, please. For the word of God is living. Quick means living. And active. Sharper than any two-edged sword. The two-edged sword of the word of God, which comes out of Jesus' mouth. Piercing to the division of the soul, of soul and spirit, and of the spirit. Of joints and of marrow. We all know of bone marrow. 
and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So the, the, the spirit and soul are so close together because we are, we are a spirit. Now the soul, we know about the intellect, the will, the emotions, the, 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 the thoughts, all these things. And then we also have the spirit. So, so it's only the word of God that is able to separate as we hear it, as we read it, the spirit and the soul. And it's able to, to, to save the soul. And then, yes, the soul is being saved. But the spirit has already been saved for a born-again Christian. Only for a born-again Christian. That's the first principle. Number two. No, sorry. We've, we've not talked about the soul yet. Hebrews 4.12. We've talked about that. Amen. Mark 8.36. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? So our soul is very important, and our soul must be growing. We must grow our soul also. And many people feel that growing their soul is only through educational books. Hallelujah. But that expands the mind. But the soul is bigger than the mind. Hallelujah. Look at Re Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, King James, that he present, yes, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that he present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2, and be not conformed, King James, please, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There you go. So be transformed by what? The renewing of your mind, which will be through the word that he may be able to prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. When our soul is growing, it will grow so much that we will be able to force the body to do what the body needs to do. And then we will see that our lives will be an example of the will of God. Meaning that when people look at us, people will say, wow, this is a good example of God's will. This is a good example of what happens when someone is in the will of God. Then people will say, wow, Joel, this is an example. You, look, oh, no, let's look at Joel. No, I don't know this Christian life. I'm having a good, a difficult time. Look at Joel. Joel is an example of someone who has lived the word, who, who has been renewed. His mind has been renewed by the word of God. And because of that, look at how he's living. He's serving God. He has joy all the time. He's blessed. He's favored. There is peace in his life. And he's blessed financially also. This is an example of the good, the perfect, and acceptable will of God. I thought you put your hands together for Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, please remember that we should not only focus on our bodies. How many understand what I'm saying? Many people spend a lot of time working on the body, which we need to. I try to go to the gym because I'm trying to work on the body so that I can, my body will be healthy enough for me to be able to live longer. How many I guess what I'm saying? So it's important to work on the body. Look good. 
we need to look good. We need to dress. The woman must dress. The men must dress. We must dress. We must look good. Yeah, you can put your hands together for Jesus. We must look good. So that people will see that well, these are God's people. Look at how nice God's people look. Look how handsome. Look at how beautiful God's people look. Yes, it's nice. But whilst we are doing that, we must realize that there is something more important than that. Because what's the point of decorating outside the house looking good, but inside the house, there's nothing to look at? People will say, wow, this person's house is big and nice. Wow. But when they go inside, oh, I, I want to leave. I want to leave. It's too dirty. It's too nasty. No. 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 So it's important to look after the body. Get the word into our hearts. Get the word into our minds. Look at James chapter 1 from verse 20. NLT. Uh, that's ESV, ESV. James chapter 1, verse 20, ESV. Okay, 21. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your soul. Because when we become born again Christians, our spirits are new. Romans 8, 1 says what? There's uh, no, uh, Second Corinthians five seventeen says what if the, therefore Second Corinthians five seventeen therefore if any man be in Christ is a new creature all things are passed away and behold all things have become new a new creation in Christ when Jesus said, when we become born again God takes away the Holy Spirit God the Holy Spirit takes away the heart of stone the wicked heart and puts in a brand new heart which is created after God in righteousness and true holiness but the soul is still the same the spirit has changed but the soul still thinks the same way. The soul has not changed. The soul is still the same. But the soul must be saved. And it's saved only through the word. The, word, the regeneration by the washing of water. By the word of God. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. So it's very, very important. Amen. So, that is the soul. We need to develop our soul. We need to develop it through the word. So that we can be strong. The word of God. Do you know that in the olden times, and also or in the olden times, many people did not have access to Bibles. It was only the rich people or the elites who had access to Bibles. In the times of Nero and many of those people, many people just knew the word, got a few letters and a few epistles, but they knew the word so much and they were able to live for Jesus. But now we have the word of God on our phone. Anywhere we go, we have the word. We have the word in abundance and yet the Christians know less of the word. Don't shut me down, I'm preaching good here. The Christians know less of the word. The average Christian of today knows less of the word and yet we have access to the word in abundance. Isn't that something? So we are not like that. How many know that? We are not like that. We are people who know the word. From now on, we know the word. I said from now on, we know the word. From now on, we study the word. From now on, we will develop our soul. From now on, we will develop our soul and our spirit through the word. And we grow through the word of God. Think about it. I grow, you and I grow only through the word. 
there are inferences and all that, but the Bible makes it very specific. We grow through the word. First Peter 2.2, 2, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. Of course, you grow in different ways or through different means, but when the Bible says something specific, that is specific. The word of God is how my spirit and your spirit grows. Hallelujah. Number, the, the, the second principle is that the spirit of the unsaved man or woman is dead and desperately wicked. You and I don't know what is in our hearts. We don't know what is in our hearts. We don't, depending on what happens to you and I, our spirits, sorry, our, the wickedness in the man, in man, would manifest itself. What am I saying? What I'm saying is that human beings who can be a good, you can have a good man, a good woman, a good husband, a good wife, a good father, a good mother, a good person in society, but depending on the circumstances and whether you are pushed, you will be shocked what is inside of you. How many have watched Trading Places? It's an old movie. Okay, very good. Eddie Murphy and another guy. Trading Places. Now, this movie, this man was a Wall Street successful business, I mean, a, a stockbroker or whatever. Very, very successful. Very, very successful. White man, very successful. Doing well on Wall Street. I mean, top, one of the top executives. Then, we have Eddie Murphy, who was a beggar, stealing. When anytime he got a chance, you steal, because he didn't have money. So he would be living on the streets, stealing, stealing. And then that one of the two major people in that stock, the stock market, two major people made a bet, a dollar bet. Now let's see, we are going to switch places. This executive, who is very honest, who is very, very good, we are going to cause him to lose everything and he's going to be homeless and we are going to get this homeless guy and bring him and, and bring him up to speed. When they switched, the white guy started begging and then started stealing. Eddie Murphy became a very honest person which shows that, look, what is inside? The white man didn't know what was inside of him till he was pushed. He did not know what was inside of him till he was pushed. You and I don't know. There are people, that's why we don't judge. We shouldn't judge anyone. Oh, look at this person. She got pregnant with whatever, whatever. Oh, look at this person. He's murdered. Oh, look at this person. They've done it. No, 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 no. That's, that's, it shows that you are far from God. Very far. Anyone who judges, like, hey, look at this person. Ah, this sinful person. If a prostitute comes and walks in now, I'll be very excited, even though she's walking with her shoes that you can see the breasts, you can see, you can, you can see the underwear. I'll be excited, not because I'm seeing underwear. <laughs> I'll be excited because a soul has come to Jesus. But it's on the check folk. Some of the married women, when they see her talking to the husband, then They'll just be walking. Don't say they're just walking around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I'm preaching to somebody here. But we can't judge them because you don't know what took them there. You don't know what caused this woman to be pregnant. You don't know what caused this man to be in the situation he's in. When we were in Minneapolis and we used to go to a salvation army to counsel people, we have the prison ministry. This year, this month, we'll try to start moving on it. We were going to salvation army. People who were addicted to different substances were there and they needed a church to, they needed counseling from a church and then we will sign it for them to be able to stay. So we're always doing that every week after church. And we met people, former pastors, former lawyers, former, I mean, and simple thing as the drugs. They had surgery and they took, uh, what are some of those wild drugs, the hard drugs? Sorry? Yeah, no, like the hard drugs, when you have surgery and you need the narcotic drugs. What, some of the names of the narcotic drugs. Fentanyl and some of the different drugs. It doesn't mean, of course, if you have surgery, for me, it's just one, two, three, that's it. <laughs> but some of them took it for health, for safety, and they were addicted and lost everything, were addicted to different substances and are there. Now, are you going to judge that person to say that, look at you, look at you? No. This was an honest man doing well and just somehow fell into this problem. It's very easy to be homeless in America. So you don't judge people. When we go to the homeless people, we tell, they always tell us that, look, yeah, you people, you don't care about us. You just want to record it so that you get money for tax purposes. They always say that. And we say, no, that's not how we are. We care for you. We are coming because we care for you. I don't go, it's not, there's no tax issue in it. We love you. That's why we are coming for you. To tell you that Jesus loves you. Hallelujah. And we respect you. We, are, we don't look down on you. That's not how it used to be in the past. In the past, I was with my wife and her father. We were driving in Boston. As we were driving in Boston, we saw homeless people on the streets. When I see them, ah, these people, ah, these people, ah, these people. Look, look at them. Look at, that's how I was behaving. <clears throat> I think it was just before we got married or just around the time we got married. Look, look, at, look at them. Then as I was saying that, I heard a voice. I died for them. I died for them. So I, it changed from look at these people to Jesus died for him. Jesus died for her. Jesus died for him. Jesus died for her. It changed. Because the human body, you don't know what you can do. There was a time in Cleveland we were going to the shelters, the women's shelter, to pick people up. To, to, to preach to them, to encourage them. Hallelujah. And then we bring them to church. But as we kept on going, they were not respecting us. They were treating us as if we were not important. We go there, but a lot of them will gather. So I told the pastor, I told Abigail, are you a part of it? No. I told them that this is our last time there. I'm not, I don't have time for that. We'll go to another shelter. This is our last time. I was upset. What is this? What is, this is our last time. So they were, were ministering to them, singing to them before I preached, and we had some food. As we were singing to them, and some of them were crying, Jesus said, I love them. 
So what you are doing is my sh showing them I love. I love them. Ever since then, you not see me not there until I've traveled. I'll be there even if I have to go myself. When I heard those words that I love them, no way. I'll be there. That is how it is. Jesus loves them. I said, well, Jesus loves them. So you, and because you don't know how wicked you are, I don't know how wicked I am without Jesus. That's why the heart of the unsaved man is desperately wicked. You see someone in a situation, but how they got there. Maybe if I were or you were in that situation, you could have been worse. The thing that you are looking down on someone for or about, if you were in their situation, the situation that took them there, maybe you'd be triple or I'll be triple. So how am I going to look at them? There was a time a lady came to church and we're talking about some of the things we do wrong or just some of the things, our struggles. <clears throat> This is a new convert, I'm excited. Then she said something, I said, oh no, made a mistake. She said, oh, I used to chase other people's men in the past. I used to, ch I used to chase other people's men. This is a church, big church with women. Oh, I said, this is a mistake. She was driven out of somehow. <laughs> the way they look at her. They drove her out of the church by just their stairs. Because she said, because those who had men, we're worried now. <laughs> I don't know if you get what I'm saying. No, but that's, that's not Christianity. Christianity is that you pray for the person. When you see the person talking to your husband, you just, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't re reject the person. <laughs> Jeremiah 17.9. Time is almost up. Jeremiah 17.9. The heart is weak, deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? The heart of the unsaved man and woman. So when we are saved, it is a blessing. When we are saved, it is a blessing. When we are saved, it is a blessing. Number three. This one we would start it and continue, God willing. The spirit of a saved man is righteous and truly holy. Second Corinthians 5.17, we read, If any man, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. If any person is in Christ, the person is a new creation. Brand new, brand new. Brand the, the body, the, the old spirit has been, the old David Saki has been removed and the brand new, brand new recreated being, brand new person has come in if you are in Christ Jesus. All things, old sins, old issues, all things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new when we are in Christ. When we are in Christ. Ephesians 
Ephesians 4, 24, yes. Ephesians 4, 24. 4, 24. Ephesians 4, 24. 4, 24. And that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Very important. And that ye put on the new man, <clears throat> the new self, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Look at it in NLT. You must display a new nature because you are a new person created in God's likeness, righteous, holy, and true. So the Bible is saying that you and I must make a conscious effort to put on what we are. As born again Christians, we are righteous and truly holy. So it means that when God recreated us, he gave us a righteous and truly holy nature. Why am I saying that? Because we were not created in the image of God when we were born. <clears throat> oh. We were not children of God when we were born. Genesis 5.3. I'll just take these two and then we'll conclude. And Adam lived an hundred and thirty years and begat a son in his own likeness, not in God's likeness, after his image and called his name Seth. Now, someone who's, this one, there's no dispute because some people, people say that Seth is the godly line of Seth. And then Cain is the negative line. So the godly line was created in the likeness of Adam, in Adam's image and called Seth. That's why when we become Christians, then it changes. Let me explain it. Adam was created in the image of God, in the image and likeness of God. Adam sold out high treason, committed sin, and the nature of God was taken away from Adam. After that, Adam's offspring were created in his image. How many are getting me so far? But when we become Christians, then we are recreated in the original form, which after God is created in righteousness and truly holy. I don't know if you got that. Next week, I'll go into more detail. I'm just trying to start it so that we have thought, food for thought. Psalm 51 verse 5. So very, very important. Were we children of God when we were born as humans? Were we children of God? No. That's why we are being adopted. The Bible says we are, we, are, we are adopted in Christ. As, we are, as Christians, we've been adopted into the family of God. Hallelujah. Psalm 51 verse 5. Behold, I was shaping in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. How is this righteous? In sin, my mother conceived me. As we go on, we'll realize that in, from Romans, when we were born into this world, 
we had, and we had not reached the age of accountability, we're alive. When we reached the age of accountability, where we knew right from wrong, we died. Spiritually. Hallelujah. And when we died spiritually, it was only coming to Christ that we became alive again. We'll go into that. Hallelujah. But I was shaping in iniquity. Hallelujah. And in sin did my mother conceive me. So the sin nature passed from Adam to all. Now read the last verse for today. Romans 5, 12. Use ESV. Romans 5, 12 to 17. And then we'll continue, God willing, next week. <clears throat> Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned by one man. For sin indeed was in the world before the law was given. But sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was, to, was a type of the one who was to come. We'll explain this verse next week, God willing. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. <laughs> and the free gift is not like the result of the one man's sin. For the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation. But the free gift following many transgress tra trespasses brought justification. For if because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign, glory to God, in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. So we will go through it. But in general, Adam, because we're created in the image of Adam when we were born into this world, the sin nature passed from Adam to man. That's why you don't teach a child to sin. The child sins anyway. The child, when they get a certain age, did you eat the candy? You sure bet I didn't. But it's in the mouth. Hallelujah. I did it. That, that was the stealing I, I stole when I was a child. Stole from my mother's, uh, father's uh, candy box. <laughs> the meat in the soup. Who taught the child how to do it? I'm not out of word, I'm just out of time. We'll continue, God willing, next week. Amen. The seven great principles. Number one is what? Man is a spirit, has a soul, lives in a body. Number two, the spirit of the unsaved man is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Number three, the spirit of the saved man is righteous and truly holy. Hallelujah. Oh, let's speak to God about what we've heard. Let's ask God to give us the grace to be strong in our spirits, to make our spirits strong by the word that we need to grow spiritually. We need to grow. As we are developing our bodies, God, give us the grace to develop our spirit man, to develop our soul, so that we can grow and be strong. 
in the name of Jesus 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 our spirit must grow our spirit must grow through the word Lord we want to be doers of your word and not hearers only deceiving ourselves in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus speak to the Lord and ask him to give you the grace to be a doer of his word to, to know his word to study his word to grow spiritually to know and realize that we are spirit and we must develop our spirit man we must develop our souls as we develop our bodies in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Father God we thank you and we bless you just speak to him we bless you and we thank you for your word we pray oh God that we will be people who love your word who seek your word who develop our spirits and our soul as we develop our bodies may we grow through your word for your word makes it clear that we grow by your word oh God in the name of Jesus whilst we are here if you are watching or you're here and you know in your heart that you don't know Jesus Christ you know in your heart that you are far away from God you know that if you die today you do not know whether you go to heaven or hell if you want a first class ticket to heaven you want your life to have meaning you want to be born again then remember that Romans 10, 9 and 10 makes it very clear how to be born again. We must confess that Jesus is Lord. We must believe with our hearts that God raised him from the dead and then we will be saved. So let's repeat after me. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess, I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe, I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. That he died on the cross for my sins. I believe, I believe that his blood was shed for my sins. That his blood was shed for my sins. I believe, I believe that God raised him from the dead. That God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Please come into my heart and come into my life. Please come Please forgive me for all my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Please forgive me for all my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today I belong to Jesus Christ. From today I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Father God, we thank you for those who have given their lives to you. Keep them, O oh God, and preserve them. Make them established in you, O oh God, in Jesus' name, amen. You may take our seats. It's now time to give a good offering, pay tithe to the Lord, and he will bless.
let's hear a word of prayer. Father God, bless our offering, bless our tithe. We pray that you would further your kingdom, establish more souls in he for heaven, establish people in your church, fill our lives with meaning and peace as we give to support your work. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Give and it will come back to you. Good measure, press down, shaking together and running over again. And it will come back to you. When you give, Father God, you bless our tithe and offering in Jesus' name. Amen. God, we bless and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. So just before Sister Emma comes on, just to remember that we will be giving this fasting schedule. And um, another thing too is we have a church app that has, you know, the messages come, uh, uh, you know, as part of it. There's a way to give to. There are also events and so many things. Uh, on the app so we will post it on the platform and just click on it it will show you what to do and then next time we would go into more details hallelujah let's welcome our sister Emma hallelujah <laughs> 